Kid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Funny. Good song here, Lewis. Justin Ellick just put Judge Napolitano's column in front of me. It's been a great show already. Curtis Sleewood, Jen Harrison, huge guests still to come your way. And Knapp's column reads, Whatever Happened to the Freedom of Speech? And it's funny how often I struggle with the First Amendment and all, all these Beautiful freedoms were allowed. And we've had this conversation before me and the judge. Just a couple of weeks ago, I called Frank Morano an asshole because he said one of the things he loves about this country is that pro-Palestinian people have a right to march. And that's one of the things I hate about this country. Hate it. Every march that they're involved in, including yesterday, involves in roughing up police officers, violence, everyone. Like I said earlier, we put 300,000 people in D.C. two days ago. 300,000. 600 times the size of these lowlifes in Bay Ridge. They sang, they kissed, they hugged. Not one, not one example of violence. Not one. These people put a couple of hundred together and they get arrested. They beat up cops. They're animals. Whether they're Soros, bought, stupid kids, well, legitimate terrorists, they're animals. So this whole freedom of speech and, I don't know, man, I think we need to take a better look at it. It's got to be like more rules. We need to amend some stuff, you know. I mean, if you're a hateful group, then shut up. I don't want to hear Rashida Talib's, uh, Talib's. Well, but Sid, you don't get it. She doesn't like what you say. What if they shut you down? Oh, fine, I don't care. It needs to be amended. It's not, it's, it's, times have changed. Folks, we even added a wild card team to baseball. What a gr- That's a great comparison. It's true. Sure. Everybody yelled about baseball tradition. How can you do that? The Bill of Rights and the baseball playoffs. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you're genius. It's never ending with you. <laughs> it's great. You could be one of the new founding fathers mm-hmm. of the new movement. You know, while you're being sarcastic, Lewis. <laughs> Indeed not. Oh, there's the a contrary. touch of seriousness in there. <laughs> <laughs> I see how you're, you're, it's all the wheels in your head are yeah. spinning like, might be on to something. Yeah, I, I should have know. you write the Jewish Bill of Rights. That's right. Does one exist? No. Oh. Well, anyway, here he is, the author of this column. He's a great guest on this show at this time. Every Thursday, my friend, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Knapp, how are you, pal? Oh, good morning. I'm fine. I'm laughing like hell over the baseball comparison. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, everybody talks about tradition and the uh, the, the Constitution and the, the First Amendment, and times change. Things do. I'm not saying abolish anything. I love our Constitution. I love the First Amendment. But to tweak something every now and then may not be a bad idea, Judge. No, you don't want to tweak. No, we don't want to do that. No, you're right. No, we want these people to continue to march on the streets and beat up cops and yell death to the Jews. No, and no. When they beat when they when they beat up cops, they get arrested and they should be prosecuted. Sometimes the liberal prosecutors don't prosecute them. That's the fault of the of the uh, voters for electing the wrong people as prosecutors. You don't think that once the, they're showing swastikas, they're sh- relying on the freedom of speech. 
and millions listen to you every day. Yeah, but I don't. I, have the but I don't come on the air and encourage people to. I don't go on the air like these people do at these rallies and scream death to the Jews. They scream those exact well, I words. Know, I know what they scream, and it's horrible. But you're, it should what be you illegal. Should do is challenge what they say, not silence what they say. When you silence hate speech, then you don't know where it comes from. When you allow it, you at least know who the haters are, and you can rebut them and resist them and neuter them publicly with your more rational speech. Can't do any of that. They win every time. They win every time. And by the way, they resort to violence. So how am I rebuffing them? How am I stopping them? They don't care what happens to them. I actually care. I've got a wife. I've got a family. I've got a job. These animals got nothing to lose. They just don't care. They do it in the spirit, some of them, of their religion. Their religion calls for this. I'm sorry. It should not be legal. I'm, I'm not buying this that, well, you take away my rights. I don't encourage people to do what these animals are doing every day, every day. But, but when you put the government between the speaker and the listener, you give government awesome power, which the Constitution doesn't authorize, to decide what can be said and what can be listened to. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government out of the business of speech. If you don't like what they say, don't listen. If you think what they say is dangerous, challenge them. You, Sid Rosenberg, have the biggest megaphone in New York City. You have the ability, and because of what you believe in, the responsibility to challenge these people and take them on, not using violence but using reason and and uh, and the force of your personality, candidly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, others, I appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words. And I do. I do it every day. But sometimes I just feel defeated because I can't stop these people. And again, you heard the example I used, 300,000 strong. Nobody broke a nail. Nobody broke a nail. The next day, they got a couple of hundred people, and they're putting cops in the hospital. I just, okay, I don't that, understand. That's I mean, okay. What you just said resonates with the public. The public sees that, and the public knows which side is rational, which side behaves properly, which side is in favor of peace, and which side is in favor uh, of violence. And the more irrational the other side is, the less support they have, the less likely uh, they will prevail. But if we try to silence them, their speech will still come out, and we won't even know who they are. You know, I was talking to uh, my wife, Danielle, who's a big fan of yours. She's a great lawyer. She's brilliant. And I, th I think she's right. I think what's happened here, Judge, is that we live in basically a lawless society. This bail reform has destroyed this city and state. It's very bail, nice. Bail reform is horrible. The woman right. you just had on uh, a few minutes ago who spoke about this awful legislation that the governor is going to sign, that lady was 100% correct. The governor is just horrible. Uh, for signing this legislation. This cool. is going to unleash the creeps on Right, that's clean, that's clean slate. But your friend, you've admitted he's a friend of yours, he was the architect of bail reform before Hochul, that creep Andrew correct, Cuomo. Correct, yeah, he, so, is, he is a friend of mine, and like you, uh, you I, stick, um, I stick to my friends. I want to get back to the First Amendment. Go ahead. So at the Philadelphia Eagles game in Philadelphia two weeks ago, a former New Jersey state senator 
came to the game. He's got a box. He's a rich guy. He's got a luxurious uh, box. He pays for it. He's a terrific guy. He's out of the box a banner yep. that shows on the banner. He had it specially made. Two flags uh, crossing each other very elegantly, the American flag and the Israeli flag. The Philadelphia cops told him, take it down. What do you mean take it down? Free speech. This place is owned by the government. You can't tell me to take it down. An hour later, he was escorted out of the stadium and into his car by the police. That's what happens when you give the government the power to get involved in the freedom of speech. He had every right to put that banner out there. It didn't cause any dispute or any commotion. He was expressing the views that you and I agree with, and the cops shut him down in total violation of the First Amendment. I told him to sue the city of Philadelphia in federal court in New Jersey. Well, let me just add uh, some more substance to it. It wasn't the cops. The cops eventually did escort him out of the stadium. It was the mayor of Philadelphia who happened to be inside that same box with fat and stupid Chris Christie, and it was the mayor who called the cops to get this guy escorted. What's sad about that story is the owner of the Eagles was also in the box. His name is Jeff Lurie, and he's Jewish, okay? But you know what? You can have BLM in the end zone. You can have BLM everywhere. The truth is, Judge, the truth is the NFL has made it very, very clear you cannot, you cannot bring banners to a stadium stating anything politically. So the truth is, I don't care what the NFL. I agree. Well, well, okay, but I agree. You're making my point for me. He broke the right. rules. He broke the law. But so what? Right, right. And he broke the rules. He didn't break the law. He broke the rule that the city of Philadelphia broke the law by by punishing him because of the content of his speech. And and that's the beauty of the First Amendment. And the First Amendment needs breathing room, which means sometimes people get upset at what other people say. Too bad. If you don't like the banner, look away from it. Judge Napolitano, he's all fired up. I like this. Hey, by the way, Judge, are you having steak with my uh, friend Steve Lapa across the street tomorrow afternoon? Yes, I am. And I think you might be joining us. <laughs> well, I, I do have to, co- at the very least, if I can't eat, I must come in and say hello to my two dear friends. I love Absolutely. both of you guys. Yes, Judge Napolitano and uh, Steve Lappa. So here's Biden, and, um, you know, he, day after day, he confuses me. You know, today he's done a good job. I got to give him credit where credit is due when he's saying that, you know what, if you're Hamas, you cannot, you cannot put your headquarters in the basement of a hospital and then complain about the Israelis. You just can't do it. I wish everybody else in the media and the rest of the politicians would come to that obvious crashing realization. But to the president's credit, he has pointed that out. So he's had moments where I got to give him credit, and I hate him. You know I hate him. And he's had moments where he proves that, once again, he's not a friend of Israel, in bed with Iran, pauses and ceasefires and all that nonsense. He's got me so confused here, Judge, I don't know what to do. Well, you know, even a, even a stop clock is right twice a day. Uh, I share I share your view of Joe Biden, but I also commend him uh, for what he said uh, yesterday. And nobody said it better than the, uh, than the New York Post. You know, AR-15s behind the MRI machine. I mean, that is about as creepy as things get. That is rough. Wow. That's, his, uh, that's exactly what's going on. So let me ask you, Judge, um, what do you think about all the legal issues 
uh, with the mayor. You know, he is um, very, very confident. He says it almost every day. I play by the rules. I don't want to hear it. I knew that they'd be looking very, very closely at my campaign. I make sure I follow all the rules. But between this Turkish uh, President Erdogan, who's about as bad as it gets, and Erdogan is the first guy to want to kill the Jews, how Eric Adams could have a relationship with Erdogan and then invite Jews to Gracie Mansion also confuses me like Joe Biden, but he does. And then, of course, Brianna Suggs, her home being raided. It doesn't seem like there's nothing there. What do you think? I, I think there is probably something there. Listen, you and I both know the FBI mentality. I don't think they would have leaked to this uh, unless they had something there, because by leaking it, uh, they would be uh, embarrassed if there is nothing there. Uh, it's terrible uh, errors of judgment on his part to be praising the Turks in a city uh, like New York, like Bob Menendez in New Jersey, and in bed with the Egyptians in a state like New Jersey. It's just Terrible, terrible uh, judgment. However, if he accepted money from the Turks and if they masked that money to pretend that it came from Americans and if he was involved in the masking, he's going to go away. He's going to go away. It doesn't sound like it's a real serious crime, but it is. The feds are maniacal about keeping foreign influence out of American campaigns. And that's the law. The feds are not, you know, the FBI is not making this up. Congress wrote very, very strong uh, statutes about it. Um, I like Eric Adams, even though I disagree with him on so many things. I don't know him personally uh, the way you do. I know he's your friend, but he better get some very good uh, criminal defense lawyers, some ex-federal prosecutors who know how to deal with this, because to me, just on the surface, it doesn't look good. Fair enough. Uh, that was a great speech. Thank God for the First Amendment so Judge Napolitano can come on and yell at me. I'll see you at lunch tomorrow. All right. I can't wait to see you. You know I love you, and your, your segment is really great. I mean, really great. Thank you so much. All the best, Ted. Take care. That is Judge Andrew Napolitano.